What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Elevating Your Potential podcast, where we're live middle school or high school student-athletes about the realities of college sports. Um, we got another great show lined up for you today. Today, we want to talk to the person who you will probably see the most of when you transition to college. Not probably, you will see the most of when you transition to college, and that is your strength and conditioning coach. And um, We have someone who's near and dear to me, Charles, here. Um, he's currently at SMU. He'll give you a little bit more about his um, background and where he's uh, kind of his journey as well. So, Charles, thank you for joining us. How you doing today? Oh, I'm blessed, man. What about yourself, man? I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate you joining us. Um, so, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, um, what you're and what you're doing now? Um, yes. Yeah, so, I am. Uh, I am just a guy, man. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a simple guy that. That loves all aspects of training. Like I, I still love to run. I still love to lift weights. Um, but more importantly, I'm, I'm a dad. You know what I mean? And you know, with that responsibility comes a lot. You know what I mean? Especially being like a Christian. You know what I mean? Like so, giving my two daughters and my wife a, a godly example of what a man is. And yeah. I'm not always that perfect example, but you know, I have a guideline. And the standard within myself from, mm-hmm. from what I've seen from other people and through readings and, and stuff like that. And when I find myself off track, I do get back on it. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, but yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of like who I am, man, pretty much in a nutshell. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that you started there. Um, so, how does that? Uh, you said talk about your faith, you talk about being a, um, a father, a husband. How does that impact? the way that you interact with your student athletes on a daily basis? I, I think, uh, honestly, it has, it really helped um, when I had my little girl for the first time. Because it put things in, because at first it was like, oh man, uh, uh, yeah, I want this one to do this, I want this one to do that. But once you start having children, it was like, oh man, this is a whole other realm. It's like you understand sending your child off to school and having someone to take care of and look out for them. And it was just like, I, I get it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. It's just like, if someone wants to do harm to my daughters, like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> right. You will see me. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it really just put things in perspective for me and kind of helped me not to get... Um, it, it, it just really just put everything in perspective for me. You know what I mean? And it, it made it more personable and ha- it kind of give, it gave me a little bit more um, grace, I guess, in a way, because you understand that point of view now. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you just you back off on them. You know what I mean? But it, it does put things in perspective for you. Okay. So let's go a little bit into you being a strength conditioning coach. So what made you choose to pursue strength conditioning as a career? Uh, I, honestly, it, it started back when I was a little boy, man. Like, my dad was my superhero. You know what I mean? He was in the Army. He did 30 years in the military. And, like, he kept himself in real good shape. And so I remember very early, um, I remember him flexing, showing me his bicep. Right. And I, I, I would feel his bicep, and I'd be like, oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> be like that. I want to be like that when I get big. And, and so it, that's where it kind of started from. And then once I got into football, like, I'm, I'm a short guy. 
right? So I was just like, okay, I'm not the fastest guy. I'm not the strongest guy. Um, what can I do to kind of help me with that? Mm -hmm. And that fell in love with weight room. You know what I mean? I found one of my best friends is my, my best workout buddy in the world, um, John Mayberry. Um, like, and then once we got attached, man, it was like game changing. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't really know about strength and conditioning as a career until I got into college. And once I got that, I was just like, man, that's like, that's the dream right there. Because it's like, that's that's what I eat, breathe, breathe and sleep. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. I, I love all aspects of training, you know? Perfect. So building off of that, um, tell us about your um, your journey uh, as a strength conditioning coach. So let's say you graduated college. How did you, uh, tell me the timeline from after you graduated to where you are now and like the schools and all, like all of it that you can. That you can. <laughs> That's a whole lot. Um, so I graduated 2010 with a degree in uh, pre-physical therapy and a minor in biology from Texas A&M Kingsville. And I kind of was just working really. Um, just some just weird jobs, just trying to make ends meet. Um, and then it wasn't until I got on at a Toyota in uh, San Antonio where I, man, this is like, it was kind of like ergonomics, which is like, just like kines, like okay. strength or like corporate, hmm. you know? You know, it's, it's kind of cool, it's kind of cool. Um, so I got involved with that, and, but when I was there, um, I had one of my friends uh, reach out to me and he was like, hey man, uh, we potentially have a, a position that might open up, would you be interested? And I was like, heck yeah, like yeah. that is love. Like I get to hoop and holler and jump and scream and live in a weight room, oh my goodness. <laughs> but that didn't really happen until like 2013. So. It took me about three years to really kind of get involved with that. And then um, uh, I got married that same year. And so what I ended up doing was I called him. I sent my resume into the coach. Um, and then I was like, well, he's in the Dallas area. Why not I reach out to some other coaches that are closer to where my job will be working, where my wife will be working at? Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up calling uh, Coach Mel Delora. And I was like, hey, coach, uh, uh, I'm interested in interning. Uh, like, would it be okay if I come by and visit? I'm still in San Antonio. So he was like, yeah, just as soon as you come up, you know, you move up here, you know, let me know and we'll go from there. So I was like, oh, man, like, this is cool. Like, but that is not the norm. That is not norm. Normally, you will not be able to just call a head strength coach up and be like, yeah, let's talk. Like, that that doesn't happen. So that was just God right there. Mm -hmm. uh, I was there for, like, two years. Um, and then I went to Cal Berkeley. Um, I was there for, uh, like, four months. I was just in, like, an unpaid intern position. But that was, like, freaking awesome. Um, met some of my mentors there and I still reach out to now. Um, after that, I went, end up going to uh, Baylor um, with Coach Kazadi. Like, that was, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Um, and then after that, I was there for all of 2016. And then 
from January until May, I was at the University of Texas as a as an intern. So I really interned for like four years, man, just hustling, bustling. You know, my wife stayed in Dallas and I kind of moved around and she just kind of held down the fort. Luckily, we didn't have any children at that time. Um, but it, it really helped allow her to get her CPA and it kind of helped me really ground some relationships with some great coaches as well. Um, and then after Texas, I ended up going to Virginia Tech um, for two years, and that was my first full-time spot. And I was awesome. I was I was awesome experience with uh, with Coach Hilgert and those guys and Coach Puente. And then um, I I ended up getting an opportunity to be the head guy at Charles and Southern University. I, I was scared as all get out, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm I'm never afraid to fail, man. Like in life in the weight room, you know what I mean? And I was just like, you know, why not? And I took that opportunity and I just, I wanted to make a better move for my family. Um, and so I ended up coming, I ended up reaching out to one of my mentors, Coach Gazada, who's here at SMU right now. And he was like, hey, yeah, man, come on out. And I was like, cool. So right. I I hear with just just the just the working opportunity, man, and just be around some good people and be back home in Texas, man. So yeah, yeah, that's good. You you've hit almost every coast. Oh, you have hit. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. Every coast. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so what your experience is? Why do you think strength conditioning is so important to a student athlete's development um, in college? Um, it honestly just goes back to just general development. You know what I mean? That's, that is what a strength and conditioning coach honestly is at the notes and the nuts and bolts of it. It's just GPP. You know what I mean? Like, like the development that you'll gain from high school to college is like phenomenal, especially like having awesome nutrition, a nutrition program, nutritionist set up. It's like, that's game changer. Like you could have a guy come in at 180 pounds and end up graduating 220, 230 easily. You know what I mean? So I, I think just the just the aspect of being a buffer one for the positional coaches and the aspect of just developing their physical capabilities to be able to, to perform with almost, you know, some some of those guys out there are man You know what I mean? So but I, I think that's just that's just clutch. And it's like as, as much time as we spend with them, pouring into them, um, and just helping out their whole transition. Because as an incoming freshman, those guys, they have no clue. Right. No. And a lot of times, once the positional coaches get to them, they don't have time to really think about anything. It's kind of like, you got to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That time with the with the strength coaches really kind of helps them out. You know what I mean? So it's like, and, and that that's the part that I I love most about it. You know what I mean? Just just being able to pour into someone else, and it, it, it's like I I kind of I, I get caught up a little bit when I kind of think about this um, because it's like the people who poured into me the most. You know what I mean? And the people who really hurt me the most, like, have been coaches. Mm. Like, the the opportunity that you have to 
really just pour into a child, man, is is it's crazy. Like that they'll never forget that ever. Right. Ever. Yeah. So I'm glad that you see that responsibility that you have um, as a coach. I think that's very powerful. Um, you talked about something I want to hit on. You said the freshmen, when they come in, they don't have any clue. You can go a little bit deeper into like some of the things you see from freshmen. <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot of experience. Like in general, like what are some things that you've seen from freshmen that can help that our student athletes can begin to think about right now? Oh, man. So <laughs> time management. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's kind of like the most important thing as an incoming freshman because they have no idea what time management is. They're not really used to being held accountable for being where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. And they're not really necessarily used to sometimes someone get, being confrontational about that, you know what I mean, and holding them to that standard um, and demanding from them every single day. Like every single day you come in, it, it's not – you're not the guy anymore. And even if you are kind of like the, the next incoming uh, Brett Favre or something like that, it's kind of like you still have to work for that. Like strength coaches are not going to just back off on you because our responsibility is to make sure you're calloused enough to be able to perform day in and day out, week in and week out, because it's like it's, it's a grind. Like mentally, football is a, a grind. You know what I mean? Mentally, physically, spiritually, it's like it, it's going to test you. It, it's, it's really going to test you. And I think just having someone to explain that to them on a daily basis and being consistent about that really kind of helps them transition. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes the incoming freshman is just like he's caught in his ways and you're just like, I'm trying to help you, dude, but you also got to help yourself. Right. So. It's really just kind of like, just help explain to them, okay, you have to grow up. You have to grow up. You got to be a man. Like right now, you got to man up to your responsibilities because once you graduate here, the real world's going to hit you and it, it, it does not play. Right. So it's like just kind of explaining to them every single day, you're on, you're the guy, you're one play away. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. And sometimes guys get it, some kind, sometimes guys don't. Mm -hmm. And what happens typically if they don't? Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, there, there's various ways of, of punishments. Uh, well, I, I don't even call it punishment. I, I call it opportunity for improvement. Okay. Um, so whether that be an a, a extra training session or – or, or a study hall session that they may have to do, or sometimes, like, hopefully, like, worst-case scenario, a guy just gets cut off the football team completely. Um, or they might get suspended by the coach or something like that. Um, but, yeah, that's best-case scenario. You just have to do an extra training session, an opportunity for improvement. Worst-case scenario, you're no longer on the team. Got you. Got you. Um, so let's take a step back for a second. So you mentioned football. Are there any other sports that you've serviced as well um, that you've um, experienced that you've had? And what are those? Oof, that's a long list. Uh, <laughs> uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, women's golf, men's golf, 
women's soccer, men's soccer, um, both men and women's um, diving, um, volleyball, um, equestrian, uh, football, rugby. Wow. Uh, rowing. Um, I hope I didn't leave anyone out. Baseball, softball. <laughs> that, so you hit pretty, pretty much. Pretty much, pretty much everything except okay. for wrestling. I think wrestling is probably the only one I really haven't dived into. So, and you're doing a lot of these. Of course, not at every at every school. You're not doing every single one of these. But you have multiple sports when you're at school. So, how many hours? I want our student athletes to see how much investment you're putting into them. So how many hours per day or week are you investing into coming up with workouts, actually doing the workouts, doing cool downs, talking to student athletes? How much time are you investing? Really, you, 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 never, you never really stop. <laughs> I mean, I mean, perfectly, it's, it's not really a set number. I'm to like sit down and like uh, spend time on your craft. I mean, maybe an hour or two um consistently um per sport really um but even though you may not necessarily be sitting down and thinking about it or reading a book about it you're constantly thinking about it like when i'm with my daughters i'm like okay well they move like this okay is there any way i can improve their their dorsey an athlete's dorsey flexion you know what i mean like what the what are the standards of the range of motion of the hip or the, the shoulder or you know the ankle like you're always always on the job you know what I mean like I have one of the um one I had a track coach kind of tell me that he was like if you really want to be good you you never really leave the job your mind is always thinking about that it doesn't mean that you're not you're not where you currently are and what you're doing but you're always just thinking about thoughts. You know what I mean? It's like you're, what, whatever you've been reading, you're like, okay, how do I process that? Or is there someone that I can reach out to to kind of help simplify this for me? Right. So it's, even though you may not be reading, maybe you're looking on YouTube, maybe you're having a conversation with someone, maybe you're talking to, you know, your, uh, like a good friend or a previous coach, like it's, it's, it's always, man, it's like 80% prep, 20% actual work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's I, I love that. So let's continue with this conversation on workouts. Um, so now I think you're with the men's soccer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, are you soccer. still with men's soccer? Rowing and football. Okay. So let's, just, let's use soccer for an example. When you're thinking about that workout, let's say it's an off-season workout, um, they're not in season, and they're um, it's just a usual Tuesday. What what are you thinking about as you're prepping a workout? Um, because I just want like well actually no don't tell me what you're thinking about. What would a usual like workout look like, and what are you trying to get accomplished in an off season workout? In off season, oh, I'm trying I'm trying to blow you up like personally like in in the best way possible. So I always look at what's the needs analysis for the sport. And then I say, okay, what is my objectives based off of those needs? Um, like with with soccer, they they're super super developed in their quads. So a lot of times, what I want to do, I want to do something that's going to work more of their post chain, so more like a, a deadlift 
Um, and with that deadlift, maybe you do some sort of a, a single exercise, whether that might be like a walking lunge or a step up or a split squat. Um, I always want to do something power-based. So even if it's like a cling pull or a snatch pull, um, cleans are, are kind of, uh, they can be very iffy. Um, like if something looks a little bastardized, uh, I don't, I don't really like that. I'm not a big fan of that. I like things to look crisp and clean. Um, and then after that is just all kind of different accessory lifts that, um, that help, um, support your main lifts. You know what I mean? So, uh, I'm kind of a, of a big fan of Louis Simmons and West side. So, I'm, I'm going to do some sort of 100 reps of something, where it be like a banded leg curl or uh, uh, a reverse hyper. Um, uh, th those are kind of things that I really kind of look at. And then I'm always going to do some kind of core and, and stretch as well. Okay. And so a lot of our student athletes are listening to you. They might not. The only reason why I know what you're talking about because I also studied kinesiology when I was in school. But our student athletes are like, okay, I don't know what he's talking about. But I'm glad you went that you took it to that extent because like you have background not only from experience, but you have I'm sure certifications to go along with this to say, I'm going to look at every aspect of your body and see. Like you know, soccer uses quads, so I need to do something to strengthen these other areas as well. Um, so thank you for going through that for us. Um, I know the biggest question I had was just how hard are these college workouts? When I was coming out of high school, that's one, I'm like, okay, how, what kind of step am I jumping from high school to college? So would you say that high school work, uh, I mean, college workouts are a complete different level of intensity than, I'll say most, maybe not all, but most high school programs, and why do you think that is? Hmm, I, I think it kind of is really based on where you are because there there are some high school programs out there that do a phenomenal job like they, they're freaking awesome and sometimes they go into maybe a smaller school that doesn't really have the staff to support mm -hmm. some so it, it really kind of is based off of where you go and how knowledgeable that that head strength coach is because it's easy to have someone just throwing up and puking and sweating like anyone can do that like like and that's not hard but actually being methodical and being scientific based on what you're doing that's the biggest separation between high school and colleges you know especially at the bigger schools um but it's 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 like <laughs> in high school, sometimes it, it may seem more like you're just doing a whole lot of volume. You're just blowing up. But in, in, in college, a lot of times it's kind of like it's more specific to your specific need for the sport. And so you might end up becoming a little bit smaller, you know, as a skilled guy, because you might have on too much muscle in order for you to be able to perform at a high level because the the energy demands for your sport and your position might be a lot higher than your position that you played in high school so if you're if you're in high school and you're you're in a triple option okay you don't have to necessarily be able to have to go 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 but if you go to a college who's like we're spread and we're high tempo 
okay, you might just slim down a little bit, you know what I mean? Be able to perform at a high level, and especially with those guys who've been there for a while, they're going to blow you out of the water. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's, it's, this one is harder than that one. I think in college it gets a little bit more specific to the specific need of a student athlete. Perfect, perfect. Thanks for breaking that down for us. Um, so you said a lot of, let's go back to the freshman for a second. Yeah. When a freshman transitions in, what, like, what does a student athlete have to do to impress you as a strength and conditioning coach? Um, show up. You know, be, be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And the thing I really love, I love someone who's locked in and hungry mm-hmm. and excited. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, and you have some excitement about yourself, and you're, you're like, constantly asking for feedback. Hey, coach, how did that look? Hey, coach, how did this look? I'm like, okay, there's something different about that guy. You know what I mean? Like, he really wants to improve. You know what I mean? Because it's like, a lot of times, I think another part about being a freshman is they get so frustrated about playing time. They come in and they're like, oh, man, I'm going to play a whole lot. When reality sets in and you're not playing as much, it's like, what kind of person are you going to be then? It's, it's, it's like because it's like a delayed gratification. And it's like if you can do that and still be where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be, they have some enthusiasm and still want to be come better instead of getting bitter, just saying, oh, man, they're not playing me, man. I'm mad about this. Okay, but what are you going to do about it now? Oh, coach, man, hey, can I come in and get an a, a additional training session? Coach, my, my hips are a little bit tight. Like, when they start regurgitating what you've been saying to them, you're like, okay, you get it. I, I, I need to spend more time with you. I'll make more time for someone like that rather than someone who's just like, yeah, coach, um, uh, I don't really know. I'm just kind of like, uh, I'm just kind of here. And you're just like, okay. like, And you have constantly have to, like, tell people the same thing over and over and over and and they don't put enough effort into that relationship. It's just like any other relationship. Like the more you pour into me, the more I pour into you. It's like, we, we're constantly going to pour into you, but the more you pour back into what's, what I am saying, it's like, okay, I get it, you get it. And then from there, that relationships, that relationship that you develop with that coach kind of blossoms from there. Like you, you'll go out of your way to find that guy. Just like, just like for, for you, for example, that, that was the thing that I loved about you. It was like, you would, you would say, okay, coach, what can I do to get better? You would come into the weight room on your off time and be like, hey, is there something else I can do to help me perform better on the field? Um, and that, that, those are the things you kind of look at, you know what I mean? And then also just good people, just overall good people, you know what I mean? Like, like yourself. You, you, it's, it's like you're not you're not arrogant you're not cocky but you're confident you know what I mean and you don't need to belittle someone in order to make yourself be big you know what I mean it, it's right. kind of you're confident you're you're confident enough in yourself to be able to be critical of yourself 
and still push yourself and find out within yourself what you need to do to perform better. For sure. And I'm so glad you brought up relationships because I'm going to go there next. Um, I know uh, we've talked a few times, but I'm so thankful for you because you single-handedly, I'm married now for going on four years, and I'll give a lot of that credit to you because of the relationship that we built. And I'll never forget when you told me that your relationship's not going to change until you take responsibility for it. Um, and so with that being said, can you continue on this process on when you have, like you building, you take time out of your day as a certain condition coach to build relationships with your athletes. Do you see a difference in how you operate and how the student athlete receives that by building that relationship? Oh yeah. Well, 110% is, is, it's like people, people overcomplicate things. It's like, uh, a strength coach relationship with a student athlete is really not much difference um, from like a child and their parent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the more that, especially like when you have siblings, like the the better behaved child normally does a lot better than a child who doesn't do as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that's the same concept in and with coaches it's like if if you're going to study hall and you have your grades and you are eating right you're sleeping right you're drinking the right stuff um and you're performing at a high level in the on the field and off the field though those guys no matter what they do they're going to be successful because they understand that it's a process behind it and there's nothing anything that happens instantly isn't really worth in the first place. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of like it, 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 the process is the process. And as long as you follow that process, you'll be all right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I like it. I just have a couple more questions here for you. Um, what can high school student athletes do right now to prepare specifically for that strength conditioning aspect of college? What can they be doing to prepare for that? Um, I, I say just begin to hold themselves accountable. Um, make sure they're getting enough sleep. Like people sleep on that a lot, no pun intended, but <laughs> like the recovery that you get from sleep is so pivotal. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's, that's so huge. And it's simple and it's free. <laughs> and uh, um, and honestly, just, just make sure that they put themselves on a schedule and hold themselves to that. Whereas, like, you're not just going to sleep at any any time of the day, every single day. Like, you say, okay, I, in order for me to perform at my best, I need to go to sleep at 10 o'clock and wake up at 6. When, when you start to do stuff like that, it, it'll feed into everything else that you're doing. Okay. And then you may not necessarily be physically able to do what everyone else is doing at the collegiate level that particular moment but if you could do those things man you that eventually come i love it i love it, it seems like a lot of the strength and distance coaches job from my experience of what you're telling me is about that accountability oh, and yeah. how why, why do you think that is why do you think the strength and distance coaches more is honing in on that i mean it, it goes back to what the head strength coach is it's like you're, you're like a gatekeeper it, it's like you you are the the second head coach, and it's like you have a, a huge responsibility 
of developing a culture of whatever it is that the head coach wants. Because no matter what you may necessarily want to do, it's really based off what the head coach wants. No matter what, like the workouts, the running, well, I mean training, I'm sorry, I said workouts, that's what common people do, I'm sorry. That's that's respect. You know, we, we train, we're specific in what we're doing. And then it's like, it, it stems from him first and whatever his vision or her vision is, then the head strength coach's job and his support staff's responsibility is to make sure they do that day in and day out. Because just, just from my previous experience as a head guy, it's like the amount of times people pull you from here and there, you're the head, especially like the head football coach is not going to have enough time to be hovering over and making sure a guy's doing this or doing that. But he wants to have someone that's going to be able to do that for him. Mm. It's not there. And that's really, that's, that's, that's one of our biggest responsibilities, you know what I mean? Is upholding the standard that the head coach wants. Right. Yeah. That's really good. Um, there is a, Sometimes there's a negative connotation because um, when you hear gatekeeper, that could be a negative type of, you can see it's a negative type of term. Like you're trying to, you let people in, you let people out. Yeah. But really, I just want you to hit on uh, as our final point, as a strength conditioning coach, at, at, at the core, what do you really want from student athletes? Like, do you want them to, like, just perform better? Or is it, like, a bigger meaning to what you actually want them to receive from their time with you? I, honestly, me personally, I would say I want them to be productive citizens. Like, if – if and it, it's like you say, okay, well, how is that going to help? them be a better student athlete if you're a productive citizen once you graduate chances are you've been a productive student athlete mm -hmm. you had the grades you you talked to the career council the career services people um your advisors speak very well of you you know what i mean like that's like 10 years from now if you're still playing sports it's like that that's that's a blessing you know that that's but a lot of times that's a rarity but it's like if you can graduate and and be a productive citizen, be a good parent, whether it be a wife or or husband or mom, dad, you know, brothers, sister, whatever it may be, like just being a good person and just helping that 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 maturity process kind of go. You know what I mean? And like watching them from when they first come in soaking wet 113 pounds, right? And you're just like, oh my goodness, this dude gets on my last nerve. <laughs> the second semester, you're saying, hmm, he's starting to put it together. He, the, he or she is starting to put it together. Third semester, you're like, they get it because they're asking the right questions. If they see something on the training sheet and they're saying, hey, coach, what about this? Like, I'm not feeling that good doing this. Is kind of bothering me. Is there something else I can do? You're like, oh, he's locked in. You know what I mean? He's he's intentful on what he's doing or what they are doing. And then that last year, when they just when they start becoming the standard keepers themselves, mm -hmm. the things that you would have to say, they will say for you. And you're like, 
you got it. Like when they start doing that, you know, once they graduate, they're going to be all right. And then what they'll end up doing a lot of times, they will, they'll come back and they'll give back. Sometimes they end up working at the university again. Um, and then sometimes they just kind of, they like hanging around. They like just saying, hey, coach, hey, how you doing? Or they, they might come in with their family just so you can see, hey, coach, man, I know I was a knucklehead, but <laughs> I together, you know what I mean? Like sometimes, because sometimes that maturity process doesn't happen when that person graduates and you just be like, Lord, help this person be be good. Like I, I want the best for them. Because just like I said, I, I got two daughters. Hopefully I will have a son, Lord willing, please. Um, <laughs> but, but at the same token, it's like, I want for them the same thing that I want for my daughters or my children. You know what I mean? The same thing I want for my nieces and my nephews and my cousins. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I want the same exact thing for them once they graduate, whatever that may be. I want you to be a law-abiding citizen who is productive, loves her family, you know, God-fearing, and kind of going from there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. I, I just, I, I want them to be able to look back on, on the relationship that they had with me and be like, he poured life into me. You know what I mean? He spoke life into me and be able to use some of those conversations and lessons in order to help themselves grow better. I'm sorry, I said that was the last question. I gotta have a follow-up to that one. So I know that you wholeheart, like that's what you truly believe. What do you say to a student athlete who has an experience with a coach, either now in high school or going to in college, and we've had conversations when I was playing with that coach who either only cares about on the field or they don't care about the person. Unfortunately, there are some coaches out there like, how do they navigate through that, especially if it's like a position coach or another conditioning coach they talk to a lot? How do they overcome that instead of automatically either transferring or um, going into their own personal cave and going into a depression? How do you kind of give some advice to that? I think you you have to find someone either within the program or outside of the program that can help direct that a lot better, mm -hmm. you know, that energy. Because a lot of times what people end up um, going through, like a lot of times what people are, are trying to do is navigate what is being said. Like, I can be telling you, hey, I want you to lift this weight three times. But if they get it, okay, I just need to lift this weight three times, four times. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're like, no, I only told you lift it three times. I didn't tell you lift it three times, four times. Right. I just four sets of three. I said one set of three. And they're like, oh man. So it's like understanding how to decipher the communication of people. I think that that is where you have a lot of, and I hope that makes sense. It, it's it's kind of weird how, how it came out, but I think just being able to find someone to help you cipher through that, whether it be a parent or a coach. Now, a lot of times um, the strength coaches are kind of those guys or, or some of the, um, uh, the, the GAs or um, the volunteer coaches, a lot of times kind of help out with that as well. Because if, if you're a good coach who really cares about the process, 
you'll see when someone's struggling. Mm -hmm. And the amount of time that you spend with the strength coach, you're going to be like, the strength coach be like, something's wrong with that guy. Mm -hmm. You need to find out what's going on with him so we don't lose him. And that that's normally your first contact right there. The strength coach is going to be like, hey, man, you, you good? Like, what's up? You know what I mean? Because it's like, we don't know everyone's background. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and it's like, even though your family might be perfect on paper, we might not know that you might not have the best relationship with your parents or your siblings. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many background stories behind everyone, but just being able to, like, just keep going, keep going and just find someone to help you decipher what that coach is saying. Because, like, at the end of the day, whether you, whether the person believes it or not, that coach wants what's best for them. Mm. You know, I, I've never been around any coach who didn't want the best for the person. You know what I mean? Because it's like, Everyone wants to get paid, right? Everyone, hey, man, I'm about to do this. I'm about to get paid. I'm about to get paid. Well, listen, listen, like really listen, like find out what is really being said from the person who's saying it. Like be like, okay, there's some stuff that they're probably going to say. You can be like, okay, in one ear, out the other. But there's going to be some real meat that's being said in there as well. He might be telling you, hey, you do not understand the offense. But the only thing you hear is, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're like, okay, whatever. And you tune out, and you you miss that that little nugget. And then at the end of your, your playing days, you're like, man, why, why didn't you play enough? You're like, I told you all the time. Like, this is what you were not doing, but you weren't paying attention. And that's really all about just maturity. You know what I mean? It's like always understand the coach is never going to want what's worse for you. Like as long as you come in with a positive mindset of this coach wants what's best for me, let me like listen. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's it's like if you can't necessarily find someone else that is able to help decipher what that coach is saying, have a personal one-on-one -on -one conversation with that coach and be like, coach, what is it specifically that I am not doing right? You know what I mean? And it's like, from that, from that conversation alone, that should be able to help you do that. And it, it, it's, it's sometimes where it's just kind of like you draw the short end of the stick when someone else is just better than you. Mm -hmm. And like, might be doing those things but there's just someone better than you so it's like but what do you do in that situation then like what is your maturity level then because that that is the thing that's going to help you overcome the obstacle if it may come later on in your life mm -hmm. you know like and then those are the lessons that you instill in your children mm -hmm. instead of being bitter about it and be like don't take no for an answer and this and that and this and that. It's just like, nah, like take some time and really sit back and evaluate what's going on. Like everyone is not going to be professional. Everyone is not going to make it to that level. Sometimes the best thing you can do is be an awesome teammate. Mm -hmm. like, like being around, like winning, winning is, is, is so special. You know what I mean? And it's like being able to, 
have a hundred and some odd guys come together for a common goal and like win a national championship, that's special, man. Like that's something I've I've yet to experience it. And I would freaking love to experience that just because it's like that's something that no one else can take away from you. Mm -hmm. You don't understand being a great teammate is going to help that process come about. You're part of the reason why that program is not reaching to that next level. Mm -hmm. you, so it's like, don't, don't be that guy. You know what I mean? Understand what your role is and then go from there. And like, if you don't like it, like move on, you know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, Charles, that was that was a great nugget to finish on. That was real good. I appreciate it, Charles. I, thank you for your time. Um, I know that you have family and everything going on, so I really appreciate this. I know you're going to help so many student athletes with the transition. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and everyone else, I hope you have a great week. Yes, sir.